Welcome to Texans All Access, brought to you in part by Red Diamond. Stock up for the weekend, Red Diamond Iced Tea, the preferred iced tea of the Houston Texans. Here's the snap, looking, flips the ball, diving for the pylon, and he's got it! Razzle-dazzle, touchdown, Houston! And the Texans go in front! Game day is every day. We had a lot of energy, and we brought a lot of spark for this organization. The best is yet to come. Five nights a week, the hits keep on coming. Ball is out. The Texans say they have it, and they do! Now, it's Texans All Access. Welcome into Texans All Access on a Tuesday evening. We just wrapped up an hour with Brennan Scarlett on the Player Show. Joining me now, once again, Mark Vandermeer, Drew Doherty. I'm D.P. Sidhu. Welcome in, guys. And my question to Mark is, what is the opposite of fat and happy? Because uh, <laughs> that's what you're about to get this week, Mark. And I hope you're happy. I hope you're uh, happy. Thin and miserable uh, <laughs> is the opposite. And uh, I don't know if I'm thin, but I'm miserable football-wise. <laughs> uh, I did I, – I was encouraged by what I saw offensively. I know we're going to get into that because, I mean, th- there are some really cool and special things happening on that side of the football that I hope continue. If they do continue, we're going to see some wins. Will we see enough? I don't know, but we'll definitely see some. Well, the reason why I bring up Fat and Happy is because last week you were very happy that the Titans remain undefeated as they played the Texans. But this week, you don't get an undefeated Green Bay team coming off their worst performance of the year. Aaron Rodgers Uh, throws his first two picks, including a pick six, which I think that's only his second or third time ever in his 16-year career against the Bucs. I mean, the Bucs just tore that Green Bay Packers offense apart. 38 unanswered points. The Packers haven't scored through three quarters of the rest of that game. And here they come to NRG Stadium. So they are the opposite of fat and happy. They are skinny and miserable, as you put it. And it happens. Bad days happen to good teams. I mean, it happens every single year, no matter how good the team is. It happened last year for Baltimore. Baltimore looked like world beaters. And when did they have their bad day? At the worst possible time in the playoffs. And the Titans got them. I mean, this is a really good Packers team. And I think ultimately it's a matter of they just had a bad day and stuff broke the way of the Bucks. I don't think there's big, some big syndrome that the, the Packers need to worry about. They've got their quarterback. They've got a really smart, smart uh, head coach who, Mark, I know you're going to talk about a little later in Matt LaFleur. I think this is going to be a massive challenge for the Texans because we've been talking about how uh, how the and not us, but everyone has been talking about how the run defense must improve. Brennan Scarlett was talking about it just an hour ago. Um, the run defense needs to get better. Pass defense was not a big, bright, shining light last week either. So, yeah, this is going to be a massive challenge, and it's not good that they're thin and miserable. But <laughs> I don't think it would have been that that much of a difference if they were fat and happy too. Uh, we're old enough to remember 2012 when Aaron Rodgers came to NRG against. You talk about good teams having bad mm-hmm. games. That was a, a 12 and four Texans team that was five and zero going in. Actually, that was their first game without Cushing, who got hurt the week before on Monday Night Football. So this was Sunday Night Football, and Rodgers threw six count them six touchdown passes. Ouch! And that's what he's capable of still at this junction juncture of his career. That's one of the greatest quarterbacking performances against the Texans that I've ever seen because that defense while they had lost Cushing they were still right on top of these receivers I mean and he was threading the needle he totally undressed the Texans that night that was a tough tough loss because 
you know, it's like you said, they were on a roll and then they would proceed to win the next six after that one. So yeah, but that's yeah. one of the best, because that was a pretty darn good defense that was, that was humming yeah. along. We just picked them apart. Well, it'll be the third quarterback that Aaron Rodgers faces uh, during his time with the Packers and facing the Texans. So Matt Schaub oh, twice. Yeah. And then 2016, obviously Brock Osweiler and now Deshaun Watson. Yeah, that's a good point about Schaub in 2008. That was the game up there where Chris Brown won it on a 40-yard field goal and Aaron Rodgers in his first year. And Schaub wins the game against Rodgers, who – Rodgers, like the commercials would say. <laughs> I miss those. Uh, but Rodgers, uh, they went 6-10, and 10, the Pack did, that year. Uh, but he's been so outstanding. He's one of the best who ever played the position. I mean, you have to deal with one of these guys right now. And that Bucks game – you're right, DP. I looked at that and I said, oh, man, great. But, look, who knows? I mean, who knows how they're going to come out? I didn't think the Titans would be as good as they were coming off the Tuesday night game, minimal practice going into that game, and then probably minimal practice again going into the Texans game. And it looks like they're the most well-rehearsed, best-practiced team in the history of the league. I mean, they looked so good offensively I know defensively they had some issues but they made the plays when it mattered look neither team set the world on fire last week but Jeffrey Simmons tip ball boom you know then the offense does the rest they win the game so they're feeling pretty good about things now they know they got to get better but that's how close these things are and it just didn't work out last week well we're definitely going to get into some reasons for optimism because the Texans offense definitely made strides that they hadn't made in previous weeks we're gonna get into all that we're gonna preview some more of the Green Bay Packers but first Let's get into some of our hot reads presented by Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. The Texans' run defense regrouped on Monday following Sunday's overtime loss to the Titans. According to Romeo Cornell, Houston uh, will get together and discuss what they need to fix moving forward. Houston gave up 263 yards on the ground, mostly to Derrick Henry, who rushed for 212 and two TDs. Cornell says they're going to discuss either cutting back on what they ask players to do to decrease mental errors and what they can do to improve gap integrity. Cornell believes that the Texans have the personnel to play physical football. So very curious to see what comes out of yesterday's meeting. Obviously, Romeo Cornell is going to address the media tomorrow morning. I am sure he's going to get asked about it, as will probably J.J. Watt, who also talks on Wednesday afternoons about what the plans are moving forward with this run defense. Yeah, J.J. was – he was – incredibly frustrated as you expect, but they've, they've been a little bit more pointed in the last couple of weeks about some things when they talk with the media. And he was very mad about certain folks not being where they were supposed to and not doing their job. I mean, there's, there's too much, I guess, quote unquote, hero ball going on at times. And he was, he was calling that out. And, and Romeo Cornell did to a degree, you know, guys just weren't going in the gap and, and doing what they had to, because, you sometimes can get away with that against lesser running backs, but you can't do it when you've got a freight train like Derrick Henry. And that's what happened. I mean, that it's pretty clear on that 94 yard run, what went wrong and the Texans got to clean some things up. Well, and also the 53 yard catch and run in overtime. Uh -huh. I mean, that, that kind of thing, wherever he goes, you better send somebody over there to get him. And, you know, I know that obviously things didn't go according to plan, but he is so tough to stop. They allowed 600 yards. That's the worst performance we've ever seen by the defense, and it's just hard to take a tough pill to swallow because it's another one of these Watson games where you have Watson leaving the field with a lead. And we had it against Seattle and New England in 17. You had it against the Philadelphia Eagles in 18. 
You had it against the Saints opening night last year where you have these incredible inspirational performances by Watson, and the team can't hold the lead for him. And it's just – it breaks your heart. Too many of these, so they're going to have to fix that because Watson is uh, – you talk about reasons for optimism. I mean, this, this passing attack, it's starting to show signs of what you glimpse they envisioned when they brought in everybody they did in the offseason. It's hard to believe this run defense was so good just a year ago. I remember last year we were talking about the lunch pill crew. Now, a lot of those guys are gone. Obviously, DJ Reader uh, no longer here. Angela Blackson no longer here. But uh, I remember DJ Reader telling us on our player show about how proud he was of J.J. Watt and all the strides he made against the run. Because obviously, you think of J.J. Watt as a pass, as a pass rusher and a run blocker second. But he actually became very good against the run playing next to DJ reader. So no DJ reader. I mean, I feel like there's still some after effects of, of losing some of those big guys up front, but you know, DJ reader, he's also now out for the season up for the Bengals on a side note, um, Instagram stories, DJ reader and Bernardrick McKinney both had their uh, surgeries and they were in the same recovery room and JJ Watt came to visit and McKinney said, he's really just here to see DJ reader. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's great oh man i mean it's they sad, are buddies. Sad. yeah i mean it's so sad to see two such talented defensive players that did so many good things for this defense last year and, and now both of their seasons cut short well it, it's funny you mention it that way because think of it this way and i was getting upset because on saturday the nfl twitter account was putting out last time derrick henry faced the texans he ran for a bazillion yards and that was the regular <laughs> season finale last year when the texans rested starters but look at the guys who weren't playing in the game yeah. Sunday who also weren't playing last year. So, yeah, you don't have Reader. You don't have McKinney. You know, you, you got a little uh, – you got some leaks you sprung in the secondary, obviously. So, what you, you're dealing with an undermanned unit in some ways here, and uh, they obviously had a great deal of difficulty slowing down the opponent on Sunday. So, we have to hope for better things against the Packers. Good thing it's only the Packers coming in. I mean, That's it. That's it. Guys. That's all it is. They lost a game, Mark. I mean, come on. All right. Injuries starting to creep up in the backfield. Something to watch this week. Both Lonnie Johnson and Vernon Hargraves are dealing with some injuries from Sunday's game. Romeo Cornell said that Johnson got kicked in the face and Hargraves got banged in the knee, but it's obviously something you want to watch because Gary and Connolly is not quite yet ready to return Uh. off IR, at least not for the Sunday's game against the Packers. So, the secondary, the back, that backfield is getting ravaged by injuries. Something that obviously, I think that up until this point, minus Bernardrick McKinney, of course, and some you know players banged up here and there, the Texans have been quite lucky in the injury front. But you know, you know uh-huh. it's coming. But you know, to see it in waves like that to certain position groups, it's it's hard. It's 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 a tough year for free agents. It's a tough year to bring guys in. So you just want to get to the buy so that the players can start resting up and, and coming back. Yeah, Gary and Conley was a guy that got pretty significant snaps shortly after he came to the Texans last year, and you haven't seen him at all in 2020. And based on what we heard in the last press conference that Bill O'Brien did where he was kind of still the head coach, and then based on what we heard in the, in the Romeo Cornell press conference on Monday, you say this week, you know, it doesn't sound like he's coming back anytime mm, soon. Yeah. It's yeah. It's really – it's sad, and it's something the Texans could use because he's a capable cornerback. Right. I'm not saying he's Deion Sanders, but he's somebody that will make your secondary better. And sure. as DP's alluding to and talking about, you know, those two guys, it sounds like Hargraves and Johnson will be able to play, but you know, they're dinged up, and, you know, they did have to get checked out a, a couple times, both on Sunday and Monday. But 
Yeah, the Conley thing is very quietly and very underratedly, I think, been a, a bit of a blow to this defense in 2020. It's not the way it was designed to play without him, put it that way. He yeah. and Roby are supposed to start on the outside, and then you do whatever you were going to do inside, whether it's Hargraves or, oh, let's go with Lonnie and or move Lonnie to safety eventually and mix and match there. Obviously, Reed's going to be out there all the time. Uh, but it hasn't gone well, and it needs to go better. Unfortunately, you have to take on the Packers. And that's why, you know, Sunday's game hurts in so many ways. I mean, you could have, would have, should have gone 2-0 and in the division, and maybe even in this crazy season where your record is this upside down, you could absorb a loss against Green Bay and march on from there with a schedule appears. Look, it's never easy, but it doesn't look like Green Bay when you got Jacksonville and Cleveland coming up. And, you know, you're in the division where if you can't win there, you're, you're not going to win anyway. Uh, but a lot of games left, folks. I mean, I just think that it's way too early to white flag this thing. Um, and I don't want to, you know, I know I sound like, you know, Mr. Optimistic here, Norman Vince Appeal of Sports Talk Radio. Look, I'm not, you know, printing playoff tickets or anything, and why bother printing too many tickets this year? But I'm saying I'll just watch these games and, and hope for the very best on Sunday, take it from there, because that's all they have control of, and that's all we have control of is watching what's next. And what's next is a tough challenge with the pack. When this schedule came out back in April, when did it come out? It came out later this year than April. April uh, yeah, maybe, maybe early May. April, I May, when yeah, this schedule before, came out. I remember looking later. at it before the bye and thinking, this is like – it's going to be hard to hit 500 before the bye week, even yeah. with knowing how much talent we have on the team. It's knowing that the entire offseason, you're not going to be in person practicing, you got all these new key pieces. But it's it's just strange how, you know, where we are now. No more no more Bill O'Brien after week four to start off 0-4 for the season. You don't really have any significant injuries. You don't have the COVID stuff that you thought you would deal with in your building. They've actually handled all that really well. But, you know, the defense is just not clicking. The offense, it seems like it's clicking now. But then, you know, the defense can't sustain a lead. So, you know, maybe once that gets going, much like the slow starts to the game, it seems like it's a very, very slow start to the season. I know in Sunday's game, Drew and I, we talked about this on Extra Points, and I think we talk about this every single week, why the Texans can't score on that opening drive or early on in the game. And that just really boggles my mind because to see how many points the Texans and Deshaun Watson put up, yeah. Uh, they're not able to get a lead out early. I think that would really help the defense, you know, if right. they're not playing from behind all the time. But the Texans just have not been in that situation. They, there were some lead changes, but it's not like they were playing with a significant lead to start the game. I just have the feeling that that's going to change. You know, that, I'm not saying that they're going to just go on the string of, you know, lighten it up every first possession from now on. But I, I just think it's got to change simply yeah. because what we've seen Watson <laughs> do the last two weeks Simply, yeah, and the weird do guy, he, he's coming into the, the party there as well. But look at what the offense has been able to put together late and look at how long it's been. It's been since 2018, since Watson and the offense have scored on that first drive, a touchdown. Um, they got a field goal in London, and then A.J. McCarron led them on a touchdown drive in Week 17 in the finale last year. But it just doesn't seem like it's possible just simply because it's one of those regression to the mean type of things. Yeah. Like, they're yeah. so capable – now that you've gotten that quote-unquote preseason, which nobody called it that, but it's four games uh, out of the way, and now you're in that, like, seventh game of the season. Now they got that out of the way, it's like you're talking about, DP. They've started gelling. They've started hitting the deep ball with pretty alarming success if you're a, an opposing defense that's got to face the Texans. I mean, mm -hmm. they can go deep. You know, Omar Mazoub from Media Relations sent this out. Texans are atop the AFC. They're second in the NFL 
in receptions of 20 yards or more this season. So they've, oh, yeah. they've had the explosive play in the passing game and they've spread it around. I mean, there's got to be six different guys that have caught a pass for 20 or more yards. You could probably put, put 30 or more yards into that category. So I just think it's got, it's got a break and the dam's got a break here at some point. The Texans are probably going to get on the scoreboard, get six to help, help that defense out, which is a great point that you guys are making. You know, I was looking at these rankings, and that's the, after the Sunday's game, the Texans are actually ranked first in the league in passing yards per play. First per in play. the NFL. Per yeah. play. 8.42 yards per play. So the, those deep threats that you wanted to have in Brandon Cooks, and Will Fuller, who's played, knock on wood, every single game this year, you've had him healthy. The fact that normally that would – I would say that mark that as a W of Will Fuller's in the game. But you've got Fuller, you've got Cooks, but your defense, you know, they're starting to get the takeaways with right. – you know, I feel very encouraged by that. They got a couple more this Sunday. Uh, by the way, a blocked field goal does not count as a takeaway, which is no, really but it, frustrating but to me. <laughs> it's just as good, though. And, you know, you, you stop a score dead in its tracks and you get possession in a favorable spot. And Dom Capers used to have all these stats about if you block a kick – you block the kick mark, you win 78.7% of the time. I mean, it was some really high number. Like, if you block a kick in a game, you're more likely to win. There's no question about that, period, no matter what else is going on. And they blocked a kick. They were plus two in turnovers, didn't turn it over. I mean, they had 36 points on the board, and they lost. How did that happen? Bizarre. It's it's a statistical anomaly, that game. But what you do see from the offense is, they have the capability to win games now. I mean, what were we saying early on? This offense has got to get it together. Yeah, the defense, but we were kind of blaming the offense a little bit for not doing enough. But I, I think you're right to address the first half. They've got to get better in the first half. They wake up in the second half. It reminds me of 2010, Drew. Like, 2010, they were kind of like that. They, they wouldn't get going until late. And they finished as, like, I think a top three offense that year. They were behind a lot, had to throw it. But – Get going early. Do it. And they might have to change their identity a little bit because I don't really know what it is when the game is close, right? We've seen traditionally, meaning the last few years in the O'Brien era, you know, they're kind of – they run it smash mouth and they run it creatively, um, and they do throw it. There's no question about that. But I don't think they can run it the way they envisioned running it. It's just not working right now. So, like Andre says, maybe they have to throw themselves into a running game. I'm not saying abandon the run, but, you know – throw it a lot, pop a run, and, you know, mix that in that way. Easy for me to say, but I'm sure Tim Kelly and Romeo and everybody, <laughs> uh, they're discussing it endlessly. Let's see what they come up with on Sunday. Yeah, you bring up 2010. I'm glad you did because that's what I was thinking about on Sunday evening. This defense is so much like 2010, except it's reversed. That was pretty much the first three quarters of the season, the worst NFL pass defense since the AFL-NFL merger. They were atrocious against the pass. Now, I'm not saying they're good against the pass now necessarily, but it's the same thing with the run defense this year. It's like that pass defense. I mean, there were guys like Seji Ajiratutu. Can you say who? Yeah, exactly. Seji Ajiratutu getting 200 yards against the Texans. I mean, they were roasted on a regular basis, and it's because they had Glover Quinn, who was in his second year, and Kareem Jackson – a rookie, out at corner, out on an island. And both those guys eventually were moved to safety. Glover came the next year. Kareem, it came seven or eight years later, but might have, you know, should have happened at the same time. You know, they had guys playing out of position, guys that were young, guys that got exposed. And then what happened that offseason? You brought in 
a trusted defensive coordinator who knew what to do, scrapped it, went down, and they, they, they changed the system and, and had some other you know, additions like J.J. Watt, like Jonathan Joseph, Danielle Manning, and they changed things defensively. So there, are, there can be a change. There can be a, a positive you know, switch from this, but a lot's got to happen for that to, to go down. I think it'll be interesting with this head coaching search moving forward. I know Cal McNair has said they've hired a search firm. They're going to look for a general manager and then decide the head coach from there. And everyone seems to be in agreement that it should be an offensive minded coach. But, you know, I was listening. I don't know. I I was listening this. Yeah. I was listening this morning to Seth and Sean and, you know, they had, I think they had David Anderson on and they were just discussing, you know, when you have an offensive minded head coach, how it's a lot for him to run the offense and to call plays and time management. And, you know, might you be better served to have a defensive minded coach that can do all that and then just have your offensive coordinator handle the play calling and just have that be his only, the only thing that he has to worry about in game and really focus on it because obviously your defense needs work too, but I don't know. I kind of go, but I still feel like overall, this team would want an offensive-minded coach, but I feel like an argument could be made for either. Well, I, I know the, the candidates that are out there seem to be mostly offensive-minded. Well, and, and the candidates that are out there, that's just because that's who we're talking about. That's who the media is talking about, right? I mean, who yeah. knows what the search firm and Cal, what they're thinking uh, behind closed doors because, look, Todd Bowles is down in Tampa. I'm not saying that he's the next great head coach after what happened with the Jets where he had one winning season and three losing seasons, but that's the number one defense in the league. Sometimes the second chance guy is the guy to get. And I'm not saying that he's the guy necessarily, but I'm saying somebody like that might not be the worst idea in the world because, all right, I'm going to hire the hot young offensive coordinator. I'll uh, get some, I'll delegate the D. Now I can oversee it in a way that you – know, now I know my vision. Bill Belichick is a second chance guy with the Patriots. Pete Carroll is a second chance guy with it's the Seahawks. Andy Reid. Andy yeah. Reid. Andy Reid, well, Andy Reid did great in Philly, but, you know, to me, oh, he did great. Give I me five, give me five AFC championship games and one Super Bowl entry, and I'll take my chances, okay? <laughs> I will take my chances with five AFC championship games. You're bound to get in once, and they did, but they didn't win it. But, you know, I think all these coaches, they learn a lot from their first head coaching gig. I'm sure Bill O'Brien, the next head coaching gig, you know, it, I'm sure he will get a, a job very quickly. I wonder how differently he will be the second time around because I know Seth maybe he will, maybe he won't. Seth talks about it with the Giants. Uh, he had um, Tom, uh, Coughlin. Tom Coughlin, how different he was with the Giants as opposed yeah. to how he lightened up so much with the Jaguars and just sort of became a little bit more of a player's coach. So I think, uh, you know, I, I think a different temperament is definitely what this team needs, whether that's defensive minded or offensive minded. I think the personality change, I think this team sort of knows the direction it wants to go in um, moving forward. But, I, I mean, I'm very intrigued to see because now all these head coaching jobs are starting to pop open across the NFL. We saw Atlanta get rid of their head coach and their GM. Right. I think a few more uh, will probably pop open in the next week or so as we see teams start to firm up, you know, what their win-loss schedule is, of course. I like – look at Vrabel. When he took the Titans job, I thought one of the smartest things he did was hire Dean Pease to coach the defense, to be the coordinator. For the first couple of years, Pease is gone now, and they're able to take it over. And look, they're not, they're not doing as well on D, but they're winning, so good for them. But I thought that was remarkably smart. Instead of him saying, I'm going to coordinate the defense after he just got through here in 2017 and we had all those injuries, obviously the Texans weren't going to do well with, all, with a historic amount of injuries. But I thought that was really smart. So maybe whoever comes here, they're going to say, listen, i got to be the head coach. 
delegate the coordinator jobs to the best possible people, then oversee everything. And easy for me to say, but that's certainly a way to do it. Well, the Titans' former offensive coordinator returns here to NRG Stadium. Uh Mark, you know him very well. Matt LaFleur and the Green Bay Packers are going to come here. I'm going to get your thoughts on him. I know you really like him as a head coach, even though he is with Green Bay now. So we'll get into that. And uh, we're going to, there's some, so many anomalies from Sunday's game against the Titans. How much of that can carry forward to week seven against the Packers? We're going to get all that. Plus, go around the NFL. That's all coming up on Texans All Access. Can't get enough Texans radio? We've got shows. We've got podcasts. We've got interviews. It's all on HoustonTexans.com. With Houston Methodist Virtual Urgent Care, you can skip the drive and the waiting room and connect to our board-certified providers from your computer, tablet, or mobile phone. Virtual urgent care visits are available 24-7, no appointment needed, even on weekends and holidays. Now you can get the same trusted care you expect from Houston Methodist, wherever you are, whenever you need us. To learn more, visit HoustonMethodist.org. Houston Methodist, leading medicine. Behind every incredible play are thousands of data points you might otherwise miss, such as player speed, field location, and movement patterns. The NFL uses AWS to process this large and complex data in real time. It's called NextGen Stats, and with AWS machine learning and artificial intelligence technology, the NFL has developed ways to uncover deeper insights and expand the fan experience by offering a broader range of advanced stats and visualizations. Visit nextgenstats.nfl.com for all things stats. Next Gen Stats, powered by AWS. Ronnie Flatten, CTO and owner of CT Integrations, and this is our story. The business was great, and we were in a growth mode. When the pandemic hit, we had a lot of uncertainty, but with Amogee's support, we were able to get through it. Being able to help somebody come out of a crisis is truly gratifying. 15 jobs saved with their families, and that impacts a whole lot of people. Amogee Bank, a division of Zions Bank Corporation, NA, member FDIC. Official business bank of the Houston Texans. It's Mattress Firm's Save Big Sale. Don't miss savings of up to $300 on our top-rated brands. Plus, get a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases of $6.99 or more. And save up to 40% on select mattresses from our best-selling brands like Sealy and more. Don't wait. Shop in-store, online, or by phone with a sleep expert for these amazing deals. Only at Mattress Firm. Offer valid with qualifying purchase. Restrictions apply. Valid at participating locations only. Some products only available online. For offer details, visit mattressfirm.com slash sale. At Hyundai, the longer you look, the more there is to like. Hyundai vehicles offer a wide range of advanced tech and safety features and are backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. Visit your Hyundai dealer today and take some time to look around. There really is a lot to like. Now, get 0% APR and make no payments for 90 days on the Sonata or get 2500 cash back plus 750 disaster relief cash for well-qualified buyers only. Offers end 11-220. Call 469-613-0227 for more offer details. Lots more to break down next on Texans Radio. Whether in your neighborhood, through a park, or on a treadmill, join Houston Texans fans all over the nation as we virtually run together for our Running of the Bulls 5K presented by HEB or Toro's Kids 1K presented by Texas Children's Hospital. Run or walk your favorite course any day and any time between November 1st through 8th and get race swag like a 2020 t-shirt, medal, and more. All proceeds will be donated to help youth in Houston. Your race, your way. For more information, visit HoustonTexans.com run. Are you eager to write the next chapter in your career? At Burns & McDonald, 
A meaningful career goes beyond individual engineering and construction projects. It's about taking ownership in the outcomes and making a difference right here in Houston. Start building your story today with Burns and McDonald. BurnsMCD.com slash Texans. That's BurnsMCD.com slash Texans. As a leading global resources company, BHP helps provide the energy fueling economic growth. Here in Houston, this effort is coupled with a commitment to the community. Each year, we donate millions of dollars and thousands of volunteer hours to programs that promote childhood literacy, improve health and well-being, and enhance the quality of life for all Houstonians. The Texans supply the energy on the field. BHP helps supply the energy everywhere else. Houston Texans fans, tailgate is back. And though it's different this year, Jamison Irish Whiskey is going to help you tailgate like a Texan. Go to JamisonTailgateTX.com to enter to win a Jamison Ultimate Tailgated Home Package. And also check out our playbook filled with classic and new recipes, ideas for virtual tailgates, and ways to support your local bar. Game day is always a smooth one with Jamison. Taste responsibly. Jamison Irish Whiskey, 40% alcohol by volume, 80 proof, product of Ireland, 2020, imported by John Jamison Import Company, New York, New York. It's Clint Sterner and the show. That was a hell of a football team, the Tennessee Titans. What they did at the end was awfully impressive. There's not many football teams out there that are going to be able to stand toe-to-toe with Deshaun Watson in this offense, playing the ball that they played in the second half. This brand of football you've seen from Houston is going to win football games. Clint Sterner and the show. Weekdays at 2. Insider access. Exclusive content. Sports Radio 610. The Texas. Play here. Play here. Play here. Red Diamond Ice Tea is so fresh, you'll only find it in the refrigerated section. And now at NRG Stadium, too. Red Diamond, the preferred iced tea of the Houston Texans. What are the experts predicting about this week's big game? Extra points, Saturday nights at 10.30 or after the late local news on ABC 13. Welcome back. Texans all access uh, with Mark and Drew. And you know what? It's Tuesday night, so it's the Bachelorette night, guys, which bums me out because it it's come on Monday for so many years. It used to be on Wednesday, then it was on Monday. And I feel like I cannot properly give you a good synopsis of what happened because it's going to happen tonight. But it's important to know that Easy Wachiku is on the show. He got a rose after the season premiere last week. And the Bachelorette is crazy. She is crazy. How, oh, is she? She's she's like the she she's been on all the other shows. She's like oh. uh yeah, oh, so no. so you have a good sense of her and you know from the previews that she's not gonna make it through the whole season. She's gonna leave. She's gonna fall in what love. What do they do? What do they do? They replace you know, her? Yes, they're gonna replace her. So you it's like I know, but I don't know if Easy's gonna make it to the second part of this season with the new Bachelorette. I think I think they would actually get along really well. I've already worked it all out in my mind, but I, I well, how do you know who the new Bachelorette is? Because it's like this stuff gets filmed months in advance, and then right. you just find out through social media like what's uh, going on, and then you know because it's all they the can't same. keep a secret. No, and it's not. I mean, I'm not breaking any news here because I don't go and read spoilers. This is just what's already been out there. But uh, mm-hmm. it's it's weird because you talk about the time of COVID, but filming the Bachelorette in the time of COVID, like they, it was like how we are conducting the NFL season. They had to get COVID tests. They had to be quarantined. They all yep. had their own little houses. And then, and then when they cleared, then they were allowed to, to be on the, the show and have their, their 
you know, the cocktail parties and stuff. So they're- in Are the they world. wearing masks? No, because they've all been tested. You can't you know, wear a mask I, and go on a date, Mark. They're never- how do, how do people date during this time? I feel so horrible for young single people. How do you do it right now? It is like the NBA bubble, but it's the bachelorette bubble. I don't know how they're going to go on dates. I told my husband, I go, my biggest concern is they're not going to take trips. And that's really the only reason why I watch the show. Because <laughs> I get all my vacation planning done by watching where The Bachelor is. Because they're train wrecks? The trips are train wrecks. Well, yeah, they go to these really exotic, beautiful places. Mm. So, you, you know, yeah. you're like, oh, I, that's an island I've never heard of. Because they just go more and more exotic every year because they've pretty much been all over the world. So, right. anyway, no vacation traveling probably because I don't think the bubble travels well, but. All right, so easy watch a coup, Aggie. Good luck. Yeah. I wrote the story last week. He got the road. They go to him for all the reaction shots. You guys remember him? He was so funny. He's an expressive guy. By by the way, all right, so you wrote that story, and and we we can keep track of the numbers, obviously. And this is a week where we fired the head coach and we won a football (laughs) game. And I think it was like the second most read story of the week was easy winning a Rose. Well, the other one was Romeo DP, good for you. (laughs) Good for you to be onto that. I found the Venn diagram of people, that very small sliver of people that love football and also love the bachelor. John Harris is one of them. I had John Harris texting me the entire time. Like we couldn't, we were like exploding with excitement, but I was like, I was built to do this. I was the built play, for football bachelor stories. This is like the notebook, you know, when, when we got uh, last year, we were talking about Kenny Stills crying during the notebook. Look, the notebook <laughs> is a movie that like back in the day when it came out, all the players admitted they watched it. And like they, that was their favorite chick flick ever and stuff like that. This is uh, the TV version of that in that. Uh, it, not only that, it's competitive and they kind of like that. Also, uh, wives and girlfriends are watching it, so yes. I think a lot of the players are, are really watching The Bachelor. Bachelorette, and, I, and I don't know if I'm allowed to divulge this, but I'm going to because I'm pretty sure he doesn't Spoiler. listen to the show. Okay. Uh, Tim Kelly, offensive coordinator, when he used to be um, quality control, back then, I don't know about now anymore, but I used to sit sort of in that area. I know that he used to watch The Bachelor because his wife watched it. <laughs> Oh, jeez. That's funny. Probably doesn't well, have time great. for it anymore. He's added some kids to the family, and he's got, got a lot of responsibility. But everyone claims that they watch it because significant other wife watches it, but it's hard not to get sucked into the drama. Anyway, we've talked about it a lot. I'm sure you can get on HoustonTexans.com tomorrow, and I will have a full synopsis of you. Hopefully. That's the show, everybody. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for listening to Texas. That was our preview of the Green Bay Packers. Time for a break. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so the Titans and the, the Texans. Drew, you brought up the, the fact that the Texans lead the AFC in uh, receptions of 20 yards or more. Brandon Cooks is actually tied for the lead in the AFC yeah. and tied for fourth in the NFL with eight receptions of at least 20 yards a season. So Cooks, who kind of got off to a slow start, I know a lot of people were saying, hey, we signed Brandon Cooks to stretch the length of the field. Where is he? Where is he? He has really, over the last two weeks, he owns the most receptions and receiving yards. This is per our PR department, Omar Mazoub. Owns the most receptions, 17 receptions, 229 receiving yards just in the past two weeks. Yeah, this is what you you thought. This is what you thought and envisioned when you acquired him because you knew all the speed was out, you know, alongside him. So, yeah, it's it's what we saw in August in some of those practices. He was very, very fluid catching the ball from Deshaun Watson. And, you know, that offense moved the chains, you know, throughout the, the month of August with him. So it's fun to see it. And, it's kind of one of those spin the wheel type of things because it could easily happen the same way for Kenny Stills. It could easily happen the same way for Will Fuller, and it has. I mean, Will had another 
100 yard game. He had the bomb, you know, there late. Mm. In the game. That was just a thing of beauty after, you know, two plays earlier from scrimmage, Henry had gone the other way. Yes. Three yards. So that was just a massive, massive turn of events. And right, you know, squeeze right in there is Pharaoh Brown, his big reception. And you wrote a cool article about Pharaoh and uh, walking and all that stuff. I'm not going to give it all away. So check that on uh, out on HoustonTexans.com. But yeah, there's lots of options. Even Fells, Darren Fells is getting some, some big receptions, some yards after the catch. And that's not typically been his MO. He's been brilliant as far as being a red zone target, being a, a, a you know, goal to go target. He's actually getting some yards after the catch now and picking that up. That might just be like a little micro burst. We might not see much more of that, but you know he's he's a guy that's got the big wingspan that can do it in goal to go situations. But even he has given you that yardage and Jordan Akins ought to be back sometime soon. You've got to be getting out of that concussion protocol, you think. Yeah, he early on it seemed like Akins was the go-to guy. And yeah. what, what are the Texans going to do without Akins? He's Deshaun's top target. And in the last two weeks, it seems like all these other um, the, the, all these other receivers and targets have really stepped up in place. And you mentioned Farrell Brown. He was very much a part of that um, two-play touchdown drive where uh, right after Henry runs for a touchdown, Deshaun fires back with a 53-yard touchdown to Will Fuller. But in between that was the big Farrell Brown catch. And I think a lot of people don't realize how important it was that he's on this team right now because you're really thin at tight end. A, a group that you thought was solidified heading into this season, you've got Kahali wearing on IR, you've got Jordan Aikens out uh, for, uh, you know, two weeks. I don't know, maybe three. Is he coming back? No one really knows. But in the meantime, it's very hard to sign free agents have have guys come in and visit the team but you you just happen to bring in Farrell Brown after week one he was on your practice squad you elevate him he's got experience with Darren Fells he's he's been with several teams so he it's funny because when my interview with him he talked about um after he got here he started at week three or he played in week three on special teams and then after the next week obviously Bill O'Brien gets fired and he said I he was like I turned to somebody and I said, is it me? Because everywhere Farrell Brown's been, the head coach yeah. has gotten fired. Cleveland, he was with the Raiders before that. So he's dealt with a lot of head coaching changes. So he goes, I, I was worried I was the jinx that everywhere I go, head coaches are getting fired. But to his credit, it's made him very adaptable to learning new offenses. I don't know how much more the Texans will use him, but, you know, it's, at least he's been out there on special teams. He, you know, he's he's out there when you need to have a tight end because – you're really thin right now, but hopefully Aikens comes back for Sunday's game against Green Bay. I mean, when Fells was shaken up in that game, I thought, oh, boy, oh, we're down to one tight end now. And, you know, it, injuries always seem to affect a certain position group, and that's why you got to hope the corners are going to be okay and everything. But, yeah, I, it, look, Fells is great. I love Aikens, though. Want, want to see Aikens back ASAP. I just think he's such a big plus for the passing attack. All right, I said that we were going to talk about Matt LaFleur. So Mm -hmm. it's year two for Aaron Rodgers and Matt LaFleur, year 16 for Aaron Rodgers. So, so far this year, 13 touchdowns, two interceptions, 109.7 passer rating, which according to Next Gen Stats powered by AWS is the fifth best in the NFL this season. How good is Aaron Rodgers with Matt LaFleur? It seemed like this time last year, there was some, I I don't know, I want to say friction between the two because it was LaFleur bringing his system and the way he wanted to do things. Aaron Rodgers was used to doing things his way. But now it seems like the marriage is working. It just had to go through the bumps and bruises of year one. You know, and a lot of stories about what what their relationship was like last year, and they go 13 and 3. Give me that kind (laughs) of dissension. Give me the 13 and 3 dissension. I love that, okay? Because 13 victories would be a franchise record here. Now, LaFleur, I think, is an excellent coach. 
obviously, Rodgers is one of the best of all time. But, you know, Matt, you, know, you, you look at him, and he, and he looks like he's 25 years old and he's still an intern, you know, but he's not. He's a true leader. The guy is just – he's got something. And I'm thinking his little brother might have it too. Mike LaFleur of the San Francisco 49ers, their passing game coordinator. He's been an OC at a couple of small colleges. He's been with Kyle Shanahan for a while. He's one to watch as well for a head coaching gig. Well, it's so impressive what he got to see at such a young age, talking about Matt LaFleur. You know, he was here. 10, 12 years ago, and he was yeah. learning at, at the, the feet of Gary Kubiak, who, I mean, his play action, passing game, and everything he saw back then, that was a pretty darn good offense. Those were heady days, if you're talking about offense in the Houston Texans. And he gets to see that, get to learn that, and you combine that with the obvious creativity that he has, and he's sprinkled in some of his elements, and then you throw in one of the best quarterbacks of all time, you know, they're cooking with gas right now. I mean, this is a really impressive offense. And, yeah, they struggled the other day in Tampa Bay. But like we mentioned earlier in the show, I kind of think that's a one-off thing. I don't think they're going to, you know, go into some malaise here as, we, as the weeks come up. I think that's it's a really potent tandem that those, those two have there up in, up in Wisconsin. All right, let's take a break. We've got time for one final segment. Let's go around the NFL. Some big news affecting the Titans, who the Texans are going to see again, obviously, this year. We'll get into that. And some quarterback changes all coming up. One final segment of Texans All Access. Don't go anywhere. Download the Texans mobile app for news, videos, alerts, and more on your Houston Texans. 25 years. Huh, that's a quarter century. Or 300 months. Or 9,125 days. Or 175 years. Dear dog. <laughs> now, for something to be around that long, that's impressive. And that's what Chevron with Tecron is. Impressive. Because it delivers unbeatable cleaning power and unbeatable gas mileage. Plus, as always, Tecron is in every grade, every gallon. Chevron with Tecron, celebrating 25 years of clean. Care for your car. Another hot day in Houston as this game gets underway. Here's the kickoff, caught by Dykin. They're really stepping it up for Houston, Jim. Like all that financial assistance they gave for Hurricane Harvey relief efforts. Yeah, Steve, they gained a lot of yardage on that one. Here's the snap. Oh, and look at that donation to Habitat for Humanity. Did you see all those AC units they provided for low-income housing? These guys would be on fire if they weren't so cool. Dykin is definitely Houston's biggest fan. They're taking this Houston team right into the comfort zone. I'm a Verizon engineer, and today we're turning on 5G across the country, including right here in Houston, with the coverage of 5G nationwide and in more and more cities, the unprecedented performance of ultra-wideband. It will change your phone and how businesses do everything. I'm proud because we didn't build it the easy way. We built it right. This is the 5G America's been waiting for, only from Verizon. 5G ultra-wideband available only in parts of select cities. 5G nationwide available in 1,800-plus cities. Texans fans. If your head's in the game, you're not thinking of hunger. But keep an eye on that scoreboard, because if your team scores two touchdowns at this week's game, Touchdown! you'll score a free Jumbo Jack at Jack in the Box when you purchase a large drink. Touchdown! Stop by a participating Jack in the Box location the day after the game to get your touchdown celebration meal on. Touchdown! Now, how's that for some extra points? The Houston Texans, Toro, and NOV have partnered with the Sam Houston Area Council of Boy Scouts of America to present Toro Takes the Bull Out of Bullying. Toro Takes the Bull Out of Bullying, presented by NOV, is an educational assembly about preventing bullying. 
This year, the Texans and NOV have created an anti-bullying patch for students in the Scout Reach program. Scouts who complete Toro's anti-bullying quiz on HoustonTexans.com will receive the patch. The Texans, NOV, and the Boy Scouts are proud to help stop bullying across Houston. More Texans Radio is on the way. Texans fans, the 2020 NFL season is finally here, and the race to Super Bowl 55 in Tampa is officially underway. Be there when it all ends with an official Super Bowl 55 ticket package from NFL On Location, the official hospitality partner of the NFL. Don't wait to secure verified game tickets, all-inclusive pregame hospitality complete with appearances from some of the biggest names in football, and so much more. Visit NFLOnLocation.com today and secure the football experience of a lifetime. It's Clint Sterner and the show. That was a hell of a football team, the Tennessee Titans. What they did at the end was awfully impressive. There's not many football teams out there that are going to be able to stand toe-to-toe with Deshaun Watson in this offense, playing the ball that they played in the second half. This brand of football you've seen from Houston is going to win football games. Clint Sterner and the show. Weekdays at 2. Insider access. Exclusive content. Sports Radio 610. The Texas Play Here. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In 1997, we became the first micro distillery in the state of Texas, and we're still making the same smooth stuff after all these years. We're still cooking in a pot still, working with our dogs by our sides, having fun and tasting batches, and I'm still wearing the same hat even after all these years. Head over to titosvodka.com to learn more about what else we're doing the same. Cheers. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. titosvodka.com. Crafted to be savored responsibly. The number three means perfection. To some, it even evokes the divine. Introducing the BMW 3 Series, an icon that lives on like never before. Choose between the advanced and dynamic 330i, the adrenaline-inducing M340i, or the electrified 330e. You decide. The icon evolved. The three. BMW, the ultimate driving machine. Take advantage of exceptional offers today. Visit HoustonBMWDealers.com for details. The tradition of postseason college football continues deep in the heart of Houston with a 2020 Texas Bowl at NRG Stadium as the Big 12 takes on the SEC. Be a part of the electric atmosphere and unique bowl week events celebrating everything Houston has to offer. Sign up for the wait list today at thetexasbowl.com to get exclusive pre-sale access, the latest event updates, ticket deals, and more. That's thetexasbowl.com. Come. Hey, Texans fans, head on over to Cachada Casino Resort and play the largest and most spacious gaming floor in southwest Louisiana. With wide open spaces to play all of your favorite slots and table games, live bingo, off-track betting, and poker. Plus, beautiful hotels, award-winning cuisine, and Casati Pines, the number one rated golf course in Louisiana. Cachada is the largest casino resort in Louisiana and Louisiana's best bet. Located in Kinder, Louisiana, just east of Lake Charles. Take I-10, exit 44 to Kinder. For more information, visit ccrla.com. It's like Netflix, but free. Go to HoustonTexans.com and click listen for every episode of our Texans radio shows. One final segment of Texans All Access on a Tuesday. Calling all Houston area teachers. Want to bring a little Texans football into your classrooms? Then sign up. For Toro's Math Drills, presented by Phillips. Toro's Math Drills is a video series designed to help third and fourth graders know how to tackle math in the classroom. Go to HoustonTexans.com slash Toro's Math Drills to learn 
more and to learn more about what's going on in the NFL, we bring back in Drew Doherty, Mark Vandermeer. We've got a few stories to cover around the NFL. And guys, I texted you about this story yesterday. Taylor Lewan out for the season with a torn ACL after he left Sunday's game uh, in that third quarter. The very, I think it was the very next play that JJ got his strip sack. Um, yeah. After Taylor Lewan left that game. So, uh, Ty, is it Sombrello? Sombrello? Yeah, Sombrello. Sombrello, yeah. who came in at left tackle. According to PFT, he'll be the left tackle moving forward. Although I saw some reports of maybe um, Dennis Kelly's brother, or Dennis Kelly's brother, Tim Kelly's brother, Dennis Kelly might move around. Who knows? By the time the Texans play the Titans, it'll be week 17. So I'm sure a lot could change. For the division. I said it here. I'm calling my shot. No, I, don't, I can't back that up, but I hope that that's the case. That would be so awesome. That would be unbelievable. Please. All right, go A lot on. of things have to happen right, Mark, for that. Yeah. For that. But mm-hmm. I, I, like, mm-hmm. I like your optimism. That's, yeah. A lot of things can happen. I mean, the Titans can overcome an entire infestation of COVID in their building and win back-to-back games and remain undefeated. So. I love how they say people weren't treating us very well. People treated you fine. We moved a game to Tuesday for you, Titans, okay? You've been treated swell, all right? The poor Bills. The poor Bills Bills have lost back-to-back games because it really did a number on their schedule. They've already had a bye week, which they probably didn't want to have, and now they just can't get themselves back on track. Meanwhile, if I were the Bills, I'd be so furious that the Titans just keep going out and winning games after messing around everyone's bye week, so – Mm-hmm. There. Oh, and speaking of which, the Titans finally cleared their COVID list. So they've announced their final two players have been activated off the reserve COVID-19 list. Ten players were activated prior to uh, Michael Pruitt, remember him, Titan, he used sure. to be with the Houston Texans, and a practice squad player, uh, defensive back, who were taken off of that list. So the Titans all healthy now, now that they've ruined so many teams' schedules. I like, you know, when they show, like, the NFL schedule for every Sunday, and then they have certain games in blue, and they're like, these are the games that have been affected by COVID, and it's like every every other game. Because, yeah. I mean, it's been a quiet-ish few weeks, but those early COVID positives really did a number on the schedule moving forward. Well, I think it was it was quiet, then it got really loud, and now it's quiet again, which is great. Uh, and the Texans <laughs> haven't really been affected other than playing the Titans on a short week, which should have helped the Texans, but I guess didn't. And, you know, like you said, poor Bills, poor Chargers, you know, the, oh, yeah. the barnstorming team of the National Football League without a home, really. They do have a home. It's that new L.A. stadium, but I just feel still like it's they they're just unwanted guests and they had to move a bunch of games so we'll see how it all plays out denver had to lose a bye but at least they were rewarded by going to new england and winning that was cool for them i mean they played so they weren't given win but it was i mean it's funny because uh they weren't there more positives I want to say Saturday between the Broncos and the Patriots. Was it the Broncos and the Patriots? Uh, there was somebody on a practice squad, but it, uh, Where it was had nothing to see here. Okay, so fine. it's funny because I so some of the reporters for the team were like, we've been covering this game for three weeks. Please send help. If this gets rescheduled again, <laughs> like we've been previewing yeah. the game for so many weeks. Oh, my God. You imagine? I think the fact that, and it's, I mean, we're not quite to week seven yet, but the fact that we made it through the first half of the season without, like you're saying, any of these 
schedule changes affecting us. You just jinxed us. Let's not jinx the no-hitter. I I said until week seven happens, we can't. And and halfway is kind of like week eight and a half, right? It's like kind of like week, you gotta get through week nine. We're not gonna have a week three bye. That's what I'm trying to say. Because if we'd had a week three bye, that would have been, that. I think that is a lot harder to play all those games then at the end without a stretch, Mm -hmm. without a break, without a little lily pad in the middle of the season to regroup and get healthy. Because right now I feel like the Texans need to get healthy, but they need to regroup a little bit more in the bye. There's a lot that's happened. That's a lot that's happened. Uh, For the Miami Dolphins, they announced today that Tua Tungabaloa will be the starting quarterback versus the Rams in week eight. How disrespectful to Ryan Fitzpatrick, who threw three touchdowns and two interceptions in the 24 to nothing win. So then Tua comes in and he is two of two. And and, uh, the Dolphins announced that he will be the starter because – now is just the right time. And if you're a Ryan Fitzpatrick fantasy owner, I'm sure you're super unhappy, super unhappy with the situation. He also, oh, he's, he's thrown for 10 touchdowns. He has a 95 passer rating. Fitzy's also got 135 yards rushing and two touchdowns. Like, he's also got a bazillion dollars, and he knew the situation that Tua was going to be the quarterback at some point. No, Fitzy's made big money because he's played long enough. I mean, if you play for the minimum for 100 years like he has, you're going to make some money. Uh, and he had the huge – the biggest contract he ever had was with the Bills, right? That was the good one that really yes. got him a, a, lot of, uh, a lot of cash. And I, I don't like talking about contracts, but I do like talking about this. I thought the move for Tua should have been last week against the – Capless Jets. Now you're going to play a Rams team. Aaron Donald wants to eat, and that's not fun. So, I mean, did you see Donald jump on Alex Smith in his return game? I mean, he jumped on his back. I was like, it's Alex Smith. He's like royalty right now. (laughs) Yeah, just sack him. Don't jump on him. Anyway. I mean, I just don't understand because the only reason why Tua was even in that game was because it was so out of hand. So from those two passes, I mean, they were he was two for two. Did they say they're oh, playing better though? Deep, they're they're playing a lot better right it? now. But why change it? I mean, I know I, you want to have the buy to sort of work on him, but they're right in the mix. They're three and three. So why would you why would you change it? It's it's not a bad point you're making that this is a winnable division. Yeah, all of a sudden, absolutely. the Bills have come back down to earth. Uh, you know, you got a long way to go, but I think they feel like I can't speak for them, but they feel like this is our guy and they see stuff in practice. We don't see. So maybe they feel like he's ready. You know, early on, it was like the hip and maybe he's not getting the playbook the way he needs to, but apparently he's ready now. I think that's really tough for the locker room. You got a quarterback. That's a good leader. That's winning games. And then you just bench him because you've got a rookie who hasn't really done much, but 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 time always kind of runs out on ryan fitzpatrick <laughs> it hasn't <laughs> yet though that's that it hasn't yet don't yet. you want to get it before it does no Fitz meters I going want to down ride the fitzy wave to the very end and we are not at the end of the ride i will i will say this time and time again ryan fitzpatrick is the all-time funniest absolutely Texan. love him off the field but his time came you know and it there had to be a change made when he was the quarterback here, and that's been the p- case every single spot he's been. He he kind of his time comes. It just it just changes, yeah. and you, or it doesn't change, but it needs to change. And they're kind of getting ahead of the curve, I think, trying to do this because this is a guy they've invested quite a bit in. They think he's the future. They want to get that that thing going now because Ryan Fitzpatrick, love him, hate him, is not your future. He's not your future quarterback. You're not going to the promised land ultimately. With Ryan Fitzpatrick, what is your ultimate goal? And does the ultimate goal jive with Ryan Fitzpatrick there? It does not. He's in, not in Mr. The, 
he he's not Mr. Right, Drew, but he's Mr. Right now. So I think that exactly right now because down right. the line Keep him. you gotta you gotta have your Mr. Right, and that's that's why they're going to this guy. All right, more to be seen. We'll see. I, I think history will tell. Hindsight's twenty twenty. If yes, that was the right move or not, that's going to do it for us. Texans All Access. You can catch extra points on Saturday night, followed by Texans three sixty. And of course, Texans replay coming up with John Harris for everyone listening. Thank you so much. Stay safe out there. And as always, go Texans. This is Texans Radio on Sports Radio 610. Today tastes like game day at home, like assigned couch seating, (laughs) tastes like coffee table dining, and an ice cold Coke to cool down the heat. It tastes like the game you've waited for all week with friends you've known your whole life. (laughs) Today, tastes like watching football is supposed to. And it never tasted this good. Coca-Cola. Together tastes better. Teachers and parents, are you looking for educational resources to keep your students engaged at home during this challenging time? The Houston Texans, Toro, and ConocoPhillips have partnered together to provide Toro's Math Drills. Toro's Math Drills is a free video series that will challenge your students to math topics like fractions, multiplication, division, and place value, all the while having some fun. Sign up today for free at HoustonTexans.com on the COVID-19 resources page and run your kids through Toro's Math Drills, presented by ConocoPhillips. Go Texans! Today's horoscope brought to you by GEICO. People will take note of your sunny disposition, Sagittarius. That's because you just switched to GEICO and discovered you could save hundreds of dollars a year on car insurance. However, your newfound inner glow may prompt unfounded rumors. Did you get a promotion? Or you want a juice cleanse? Did they give you too much anesthesia at your dentist appointment? Your secret is safe with us, Sagittarius. GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Telemundo Houston is number one for breaking news, weather, entertainment, and sports. Tune in every Sunday night for Houston Texans Primero EDS for complete game highlights. Upcoming game analysis, plus exclusive interviews all season long with Houston's most experienced sports team. Tune in every Sunday night for Houston Texans Telemundo Houston y Domina la Acción, exclusive Spanish home of the Houston Texans. Wildcat Golf Club is Houston's premier 36-hole golf facility, featuring the Lakes Course and the Highlands Course, located just minutes south of NRG Stadium. We're now offering a new and improved player development program, including unlimited range balls for less than $70 a month and 50% green fees after 4 p.m. Players hit off the mats Monday through Wednesday and off the grass Thursday through Sunday. Sign up for this program today at the Wildcat Pro Shop and mention Texans Radio, and we'll add an additional two free golf passes. The Houston Texans scratch ticket from the Texas Lottery is your ticket for a chance to win up to $100,000. And it's your opportunity to enter promotional drawings for a chance to win an away game trip on a private plane, VIP season tickets, luxury suite tickets to a home game, and more. So get your Houston Texans scratch ticket today. Houston NFL Holdings LP, all rights reserved. For detailed game odds and information, visit txlottery.org or call 800-375-6886. Must be 18 or older to purchase a ticket or enter a promotional second chance drawing. Play responsibly. Lots more to break down. He's in! Touchdown, Houston! Next on Texans Radio. The tradition of postseason college football continues deep in the heart of Houston with a 2020 Texas Bowl at NRG Stadium as the Big 12 takes on the SEC. 
Be a part of the electric atmosphere and unique Bowl Week events celebrating everything Houston has to offer. Sign up for the waitlist today at thetexasbowl.com to get exclusive pre-sale access, the latest event updates, ticket deals, and more. That's thetexasbowl.com. What makes Ford F-Series the best in Texas? Just listen to the folks who drive them. Ford is by far ahead of any other competitor out there. The technology that they put in the trucks, it's incredible. I love it as a family vehicle. I love the size and the space for my daughter. If you want reliable, dependable, and a good-looking truck, Ford's the way to go. I want to drive the leader. Ford F-Series, America's best-selling trucks and the best in Texas. Ford is the best in Texas. At Mustang Cat, we understand that the work never ends. As the Caterpillar dealer for Southeast Texas, we deliver the equipment, service, parts, and rentals you need to keep doing the work. For a limited time, Mustang Cat is offering 0% financing with no money down on all compact equipment. Learn more at MustangCat.com or call us at 888-MYCAT20. Mustang Cat, building Texas, powering the world. Gear up with HEB curbside and delivery. From chips and dips to Prime One sliders and other game day must-haves, our personal shoppers will do the shopping for you so you can score all the delicious game day goodies you need without sidelining your schedule. To start shopping, go to HEB.com and choose if you want to pick up curbside at a nearby store or get it delivered straight to your door. It's that easy. HEB. No store does more to save you time. Texans fans, did you know Houston is home to North America's largest environmental solutions company? Waste Management serves more than 21 million customers and employs over 45,000 people. From trash and recycling collection to renewable energy, we're working hard for a sustainable tomorrow. Join the other hometown team at Waste Management. Go to careers.wm.com to learn more about opportunities with the official environmental services provider of the Houston Texans. That's careers.wm.com. Houston Texans Lux is the only membership that gives you unprecedented access to Texans events and connections to the top business professionals in Houston. If suites become available for the 2020 season, be the first to know and sign up for the waitlist at HoustonTexans.com slash suites. In this uncertain environment, you can count on Houston Texans Lux to work for you. Contact us today for more information on Lux memberships. Visit HoustonTexans.com slash suites or call 832-667-2299. At Red Diamond, we craft our iced tea to be just so, never so-so. Stock up now on the perfect family drink. Red Diamond Iced Tea, only in the refrigerated section. 